All right. Listen, it is Memorial Day weekend, and so we do not want to get together and not remember um, people who we're talking about sacrifice today, like who paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country, right? And so um, I just want to say this to those of you that are sitting here and those of you watching online. If you know somebody's in your family and you know that, that they're the ones that we're celebrating this weekend, I just want to say thank you, right? Like our country would not be who we are today. And listen, we know our country's going through some stuff. Have you noticed? Okay, that's not a surprise to anybody, but man, I'd still rather be here than anywhere else, right? And, and the people that paid that price, that laid their lives down, that's who we honor this weekend. It's more than a long weekend, y'all, way more than a long weekend. And so can we just um, start this morning praying over that and just praying for those people, those families, and just telling God thank you for their sacrifice, right? The Bible says greater love has no man than to lay down his life for his friends. And so, Father, right now, we just, as we turn to your word, we recognize, first of all, that you, that's you, God. You laid your life down for us. You, you showed us the way of sacrifice. And so I pray now, God, in this, in this room over families who, I, I, even now, like I'm thinking about, God, people in my genealogy that I know went to war. And, and God, I know paid us that sacrifice. I, I pray that you would... Be near to families who remember today. And we as a, as a nation, God, we don't want to forget what people did for us. The ultimate sacrifice, God. We just say thank you for it. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're going to try something new. I don't have a table. That's fun, right? You know what that means? I, I told him I didn't want to have a table this morning, and the first thing that David said was oh, oh, he won't be tethered to anything. <laughs> like, I mean, I could end up back next to Debbie preaching this morning. You, who knows, right? I've got a mic that's cordless. I can go wherever I want. Um, we're going to talk about sacrifice. I want you to do this if you've got your Bibles. Um, I'm going to give you a couple verses to look up. Here's the first one. I want you to turn to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. 1 Samuel Chapter 15, verse 22, um, we want to talk about, about this theme of sacrifice. And the first thing, I just realized the first thing is it's hard to do this if you're also trying to hold on to your phone. That's fun. It's all good. Sacrifice. The first thing about sacrifice I want to talk about is sacrifice in name only. Now, before we get to the, the passage that we're going to read, what do I mean by sacrifice in name only? It's somebody who says they're sacrificing, but they really actually didn't sacrifice anything. Um, that sounds a little weird, so let me clear it up for you. I bet almost all of us in this room are going to fit into this category. I'm not saying it to shame anybody. I'm just saying it so we can all be on the same page. You've, you've probably experienced a nonprofit business or a church that said they were going to have a yard sale, and they were going to take all the proceeds from that yard sale, and they were going to use it to further their mission, right? So we'll use, like, the Pregnancy Resource Center. They say, hey, we're going to have a yard sale, and we just want people to donate stuff to the yard sale, and then we're going to sell that stuff to people, and then we're, all the money we make at the yard sale, we're going to take that money. It's going to help us reach more men and women who are facing an unplanned pregnancy. Are you with me so far? Now, what happens in that moment is most of us, Go down to our basement, or we go into our attic, or we open up that one closet that we are, we tell people never look in that closet, right? And we pull out stuff that we haven't used, seen, smelled, touched in years. We pull out all the stuff that we don't want anymore, and we say under our breath as we're pulling it out, 
thank you, God, that I finally have somebody to unload this stuff on. Are you with me? Now, don't raise your hand if you've, if you've ever done that, and don't raise your hand if you're sitting next to somebody who's done that. But that's sacrifice in name only. It's, it looks like we're doing something, but in reality, we're really doing nothing, right? Now, 1 Samuel, are you there? 15, verse 22. But Samuel replied, he's talking to Saul, and he says this, What is more pleasing to the Lord, your burnt offerings and sacrifices, or your obedience to his voice? Listen, obedience is better than sacrifice. Submission is better than offering the fat of rams. What Saul had done was he took the rams, he took all the, the, the cattle, everything that he was supposed to sacrifice to the Lord, and he kept some of it for himself, and he sacrificed the rest of it. And so Samuel is saying to him, listen, Saul, like, I, I get it. Like, you were trying to sacrifice, but, like, what you gave wasn't even really a sacrifice. You basically gave to God what you didn't want for yourself. And so I want to challenge us this morning not to just sacrifice in name only, right? Not to give God something that wouldn't cost us anything. Now, second example is King David. It's in 1 Chronicles. Turn to 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Now, let me set that story up, right? David, David has wanted for a long time to build a temple and and God's not letting him do it. And so God takes him to this threshing floor. And we don't have time to go into all that. But a threshing floor, it's just, it's a messy place. It's where they, like, throw wheat up and they try to separate, like, wheat and chaff and, and the kernels and the grain, all that kind of stuff. It's just a messy, messy place. And it's not what David wanted, but God told him to go buy that threshing floor. And so he's the king. Um, how many of you would love to be king for a day? Just raise your hand. Yeah, do you, have a, do you have a checklist of things you would do if you were king for a day? Like things you would, you could just, nobody has to vote on it. There's no Congress. You just say, I am the king or the queen, and I declare, and it, and it is, right? Like we would, I don't know what you would do, right? Um, change water fountains to some other beverage. I don't know, right? But all of us probably have a checklist. If I was in charge, this is what I would do. And the reason we have that checklist is because we know that with power, comes privilege, right? With power comes privilege. And so here's King David. God tells him to go buy a threshing floor. And when he approaches the owner, whose name was Aruanah, Aruanah says, um, listen, I don't know if you know this or not, but you're the king. So you don't have to pay me anything for this piece of land. It's yours, all of it. And this was David's response. Now, again, we're talking about sacrifice, right? David did the opposite of what, of what Saul had done. 1 Chronicles chapter 21, verse 24. But King David replied to Aruanah, no. We could stop right there, right? If we just started saying no to our rights, no to our privilege, no to what we want, that would do a lot of good in the world. He said, no. I insist on buying it for the full price. Like, don't even give me the Rogers discount, right? If you watch State Farm commercials, don't even give me that discount. I'm going to pay the whole thing. I will not take what is yours and give it to the Lord. 
Man, there's so much we could say right here, y'all. There is a current generation of the church that is living on the sacrifice of previous generations. Some of you that are here this morning are living on the sacrifices of the people who were here on Wednesday night praying for this service. See what I'm saying? Like they invested the time and we're reaping the benefit. He said, I will not take what is yours and give it to the Lord. I will not present burnt offerings that have cost me nothing. What David was saying was, even though I'm the king, even though I can have it if I want it, and let's be honest, as the king, he could take it even if it ruined I didn't want to give it to him, right? He said, even though I could do all that stuff, I'm not going to have you give your thing to me and then me take your thing and sacrifice it to God. No, I'm going to pay full price. It's going to cost me something to give something to God. Can I just say it this way? If it costs nothing, it'll mean nothing. Um, parents in the room, raise your hand. Boy, don't we know this is a true statement. If it costs nothing, it'll mean nothing. When's the last time you allowed somebody to borrow what was yours and it came back in worse condition? Because it was yours, right? And so if it costs nothing, it means nothing. I, I, I feel like I should apologize to my dad, who's probably not watching this, but like, Dad, I ruined your cars. Because they didn't cost me anything. And so if I ran off into the ditch and got a flat tire, I wasn't, I wasn't paying for the flat tire to get changed. My dad was because it was his car. Now, I don't have time to go into all this, but holy cow, just check this out. We talk about ownership like it's the best thing in the world. Well, if we just get people to own stuff, then they'll treat it better. But you see way more teaching from Jesus about stewardship than you do about ownership. He's not looking for us to own everything. He's looking for us to steward what he owns. David said, I'll not sacrifice to God what costs me nothing. That was a fun visual. See how I held my phone up like that was really important? That was funny. <laughs> I just cracked myself up. Some of you are like, I don't know what that meant, but whatever. So, we're supposed to offer God sacrifices. Can I give you some practical sacrifices that we can offer to God? If you're a note taker, just jot some of these Scriptures down. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, Therefore, let us offer through Jesus a continual sacrifice of praise to God, proclaiming our allegiance to his name. So our praise is a sacrifice that we can offer to God. The very next verse continues, verse 16. And don't forget to do good and to share with those in need. These are the sacrifices that please God. How many of you have ever um, committed to reading the Bible and through it like through in one year, and then you got to something like Leviticus or Exodus, and you were like, it was full of stuff, and you didn't understand any of it, and you're like, I don't even know what this means, and you you didn't want to stop reading the Bible, but you just you just skipped all those and went to like First John, right? Because you're like, I'm going to read a book that I can understand. So, aren't you? Do you appreciate when God is clear? I appreciate when He's clear. I appreciate when I don't have to read the Bible and think, what does that mean? So when I read Hebrews 13, 16, and it says, these are the sacrifices that please God. That's as straightforward as it comes. Am I right? 
Like, you just have to read it and go, oh, so, so what you're saying is these are the sacrifices that please you. So what are those sacrifices, right? Doing good and sharing with those in need. God, I don't want to make this a social gospel thing. Like, all you have to do is just go do good, go, go huh, say that twice. All you have to do is go do good things in the world. Like, you're not going to get to heaven if you just pay it forward in the Chick-fil-A line. But it's a good thing to pay it forward in the Chick-fil-A line or Zaxby's or Bojangles or Arby's or wherever you are. It's a good thing to do that because that's what we do because we're believers, right? But that's not going to get us to heaven. Jesus is what gets us to heaven. But as we're getting there, doing good and sharing with those in need, man, that's a sacrifice that pleases God. I remember we were, um, we had gone to Concord as a family, and I think we had gone to a cross-country meet. Oh, boy, flashbacks to those days, right? Counseling for that, for sure. Like, you know, we, and so after it was over, we went to, um, we went somewhere to eat. I think it was like Steak and Shake, and we're sitting there, and as we're sitting there as a family eating, I remember noticing, like, you ever be in a restaurant and, like, somebody catches your eye? Like, do you just... And I saw this man, and he was by himself. And hang with me on this story, right? Because I'm not going to end up being the hero. This is a zero story. But I saw this man. He caught my eye. And I just felt like God said, invite him to sit with your family and eat. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't really know that man. And, like, my introvert started coming out. And then I was like, I... But, like, we're, we're here on a family. Like, we're eating as a family. Like, we're together as a family. And long story short, I didn't ask him. And, you know, he's, he's probably fine. But, man, I walked out feeling like, do good and share with those in need. Like, was it too much, was it too much of a sacrifice to invite a man to come sit with our family? Well, in that moment, I guess it was. And so I was, to, to offer God a sacrifice that cost me nothing, right, in that moment, the price was, hey, we're here together as a family, but I think I'm supposed to ask you to come sit with us. Or the, the price was me offering and him rejecting. But if I'm not willing to pay the price, then we can't give the sacrifice. You see what I'm saying? Doing good and sharing with others is a sacrifice that pleases God. That will change the way you tip today. Amen? Oh, I need to preach that point harder. That should change the way we tip today, right? Um, Romans chapter 12, verse 1. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Again, so clear. You read that last sentence like, this is the way to truly worship him. And don't you just stop and go, oh, well, I've been wondering about that. So now I know how to truly worship him. And how did he say to truly worship him? What is the sacrifice? It's us, right? I, I love this, the, the sermon illustration about um, the, the, I'm sure it's a, it's a um, traditional church. They're passing the offering plate. And the little boy put the offering plate down on the floor. And his dad was like, what are you doing? He was like, I'm just trying to get in the offering plate, right? Like, that's what this verse is about. It's about us being the offering. 
And, and I think this is so key. He's talking about giving our bodies to God. Like not, not just soul, right? Like all of us, our entire being, sacrificed to God. I mean, can I ask you just to do a quick inventory of your life? How, how are you doing there, right? We won't hang out on it long because I'm also asking myself the question. I'd like to move on, right? How are we doing in this area of offering God our entire lives as a sacrifice? I mean, you got Sunday down, right? High five yourself on that. We got Sunday down because we're here and we're not camping, right? We love God. We came to church, right? We got that down, and I'm just joking with y'all that are camping. But we tend to just want to say it's that one thing. But this is about your job. It's about at home. It's about how you treat people that are taking your money as you pay for your bill. It, it, it's about all those things. He says your entire life, offer your bodies. We are the sacrifice. John 15, 12 through 14, Jesus said, this is my commandment. Love each other in the same way that I have loved you. I'm probably not doing a really good job preaching this morning. Uh, maybe we're just like we got barbecue on our brain. Um, but here's the deal. I read statements like that, and I feel like I should just put the mic down. I feel like we should all come to the altar. <laughs> like, love each other the way I have loved you. Now, I can't even ask you how you're doing in that area. I have to ask myself, am I loving people the way Jesus loved people? The way that I'm treating people, is that how I see Jesus treating people? The way I treat you, is that how I see Jesus treating you? There's no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. And you are my friends if you do what I command. So the sacrifice is love for one another, right? Oh, it's so quiet. I don't know what to do with that, right? We're almost done. So let me just, let me just, nail, just drill down a little bit more on that point. When, when I was interim pastor at a church in another state, we were, our church, like it was a building that would hold like 400 people, and there were 70, right? <laughs> now, that was, that was like that before I was an interim. I didn't drive them away. Just want to make sure I get that clear. I think when I was done, it might have been 30, but whatever. I worked really hard to get that number down. I remember saying one day, I got up to preach, and I just looked out. And now take this with a COVID grain of salt. This is pre-COVID. I looked out at the church, the church that's supposed to love one another the way Jesus loves them. And I noticed how they were all sitting like in, you know, pockets of three, and then there's a couple rows between them and the next pocket of two, and then there's a family over here. It was just like... I could, before I could stop myself, I got up and said, y'all, this is church, not a movie theater. What are we doing? Why are you so far from one another? No, I'm not talking to you because I, I get the world that we live in right now. But in that moment, it was like what, what, when you walked in and you could have chosen anywhere to sit, why did you choose to sit 50 feet away from your brother in Christ who you're supposed to love the way Jesus loves? Why all the space, right? 
And I think that's what Jesus is getting at here. There's a sacrificial love. It's going to cost us something. Now, the introvert, extroversion scale, right? Some of us are feeling that right now. Some of us are like, ooh, I like the corner, <laughs> right? Like, I like, like, Paul, please call everybody to the altar, and I will stay on the back row. That would be awesome, right? Not because I don't love Jesus, but because I just need a break from people. Sometimes that happens if you're an introvert in a room. I get it, man. That's a real thing, right? But even as an introvert, how do I love people the way Jesus would love them? We still have to wrestle with that, right? That's a sacrifice. It costs us something. And then the last one, I think this is all we can handle for today. I figured by the time I got done talking about all this, I wasn't sure where you would be. I knew where I would be as the one talking about it. So I thought we would end with Psalm 51:17. This is another sacrifice that God accepts. It says, the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. Right? Like all the things we just talked about, I mean, am I the only one in the room that hears those and I'm maybe not doing as well on the checklist as I'd like? So here I am at the end, and I'm the guy preaching it, right? I, I'm just reading you the Word of God, but I'm still the one delivering it. And I'm like, God, am I, am I giving myself, am I in the offering plate? Am I loving people sacrificially, right? Like, am I doing, am I, how am I doing in these areas? Am I sharing what I have? Am I doing good? Am I doing all these things? And Psalm 51, 17 says, if we've gotten to the end of this message and on the inside we're broken because we realize that we're not actually living up to what we just talked about, I just want you to know the good news is the sacrifice you desire is a broken spirit. You will not reject a broken and repentant heart, O oh God. So when we come in, specifically in, in Psalm 51, that's the psalm that, that David wrote when he was repenting about Bathsheba. Now, I, I'm not going to go through the whole story. I'm assuming that maybe you've heard about King David and Bathsheba. But if not, just go home and Google it, right? You can read the story about how he was supposed to be off at war, but instead he was back looking at real-life porn. Is that too much to say? And he thought, she's beautiful. Go find out who she is and bring her to me. And he took that woman for his own. He had her husband murdered so that he could have her and cover up the fact that she was pregnant. And eventually, like it always does, y'all, it blew up in his face, right? It always does. Like God always has a way of exposing what we try to keep secret. And when it had all blown up in his face and he was writing out his prayer of repentance, Psalm 51 is that prayer. The verses that we just read, he wasn't writing that in theory, y'all. His heart was broken. He was contrite. He was like you are and like I am when we say to God things like, I don't know if you can ever forgive me, but if you can. And, you know, in those moments, God just goes, if I can. Dude, I've already done it. Now I just want to restore the relationship, right? And so if you're here and, and you're like me, you can relate to, like, the commands of God and maybe coming a little bit short. I want you to know that that is actually the place where God can receive your sacrifice. Because the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit. And so can I pray this morning for us? Can I pray that we walk out of here, one, knowing that we're forgiven, even in the areas that we are broken, and two, maybe even 
more importantly, that we're called to leave this place and go do the sacrifices, right? We're called to go be a sacrifice in the world. What we just, what, what blows me away about Memorial Day, and I mean, I just laughed. She's not here this morning, but um, Catherine posted a, a, a meme, and it just said, brace yourself for all the posts that get Memorial Day and Veterans Day mixed up, right? I just thought that was so funny because, you know, people are like, what's the difference? Memorial Day people died, y'all. They died. What is, it, what is the phrase that we use? They gave the full measure of devotion. They laid their lives down. And what blows me away is that, and it's the way it should be, our country should, will pause this weekend, some more than others, and remember that. We remember the sacrifice. You know why? Because people remember people who sacrificed for them. And the greatest witness that we can have, honest to goodness, is just to go out there and sacrifice our lives for a world that needs Jesus. To love them selflessly. To offer to them what they need. To share with them what we have. It's not a social gospel like we're trying to earn our way to heaven. It's because we've been saved, it changes how we live, right? And so what we do out there is a reflection of the sacrifice that we're making. And I want you to remember this. If it costs nothing, it means nothing. You can't go out there and sacrifice my stuff. You have to sacrifice yours. If it costs nothing, it will mean nothing. So let's be like King David, right? God, I don't want to offer you something that costs me nothing. I want to give you the full price. I want to go all in on that. So would you close your eyes? Let me just pray over you. And then we're going to go and just love a world sacrificially. God, I thank you for these that are here this morning in the room. I thank you for those that have watched online. And my prayer, God, is that you would help us to love a world the way that we just read about, that we would be sacrifices, that we would live sacrificially. God, I thank you that our country is hopefully pausing this weekend to remember that it's more than just a three-day long weekend, but there's real sacrifice that made this possible. And in the same way, God, what I'm praying is that we would as a church remember that there is real sacrifice that made this possible. Jesus, your sacrifice on the cross made all of this possible. That's why we're here. Now, we definitely didn't come to hear me sing, right? We, we didn't come because I'm a great preacher. We came because your sacrifice has made us one. You have made us a family, God. And I pray that as we live our lives this week, our lives would be laid down as a sacrifice for you to use however you choose. God, whether it's here, whether it's at a campground, whether it's in another city, whether we're going on vacation or coming, going home from vacation, wherever we are, that our lives would be putty in your hands. You can use them however you want. Spend our lives, God, like currency. Get a return on your investment in us, I pray. And it all starts, God, with sacrifice. It all starts with the heart of King David simply saying, no, I will not just use my position. I will not just use my privilege. I will, God, offer to you something that costs me something. And, God, I pray that you would receive those sacrifices with joy and and that you would receive them, God, in a way that multiplies in the world.
your kingdom. Use us, God, to spread the good news of the gospel in your name, Lord. Amen. Amen. Listen, it was awesome having you here today, um, having you guys join us online. Quick question, what time is church next Sunday? Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock next Sunday. Come hungry. We'll have some food for you to eat. It won't be like a full-blown breakfast, but you'll have some stuff to put in your, in your stomach as you're meeting people and getting to know people. We can't wait to see you next week. Next week is seniors as well. We'll be um, celebrating graduations and eating good food and hanging out with one another. Nine o'clock. What time? Good job. Seven of you will be here. Fantastic. All right. Y'all have a great, great week. We'll see you next Sunday.